Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name's Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers. Um, and today we're going to have a bit of a chat and probably share a bit of information, hopefully, to help people. Um, Brisbane at the moment is, um, we're seeing a lot of competition. So we thought we'd have a chat today and give some people some ideas and some tips about buying in a competitive market. Yes, welcome back, everybody. I'm Melinda Jennison, um, Director here at Streamline Property Buyers. And it is a competitive market out there on the ground. And I'm sure if you are a property buyer in Brisbane at the moment, you are becoming increasingly frustrated because it is like the speed of the market once again is picking up. We can see in the data days on market is tracking downward again. Uh, we can see based on our on the ground um, knowledge that a lot of properties are now selling once again after that very first open home if they are properties that are listed for private treaty sale. And a lot of the time we are back in multiple offer situations. So we're going to unpack quite a bit today to help you as a buyer understand what you need to do to best position yourself in a market that is competitive like Brisbane right now. And and giving tips, um, I, I spoke to a, a auctioneer on the weekend and he presented at a, a conference we're at um, and shared a lot of tips and hints that uh, auctioneers, some of the tactics they use as well, um, came in really handy. So that was that was great that they shared that with us because when we go into negotiate, negotiations with them, uh, we understand what they're going to talk about and we can throw it straight back at them a bit. So what we're going to do here is probably give you some tips that you can help um, help you out as well um, to, to understand what to do um, on weekends, weekdays, we're out and about. Uh, we're always talking to agents. Um, so having that relationship and that communication, and I'll probably hit on that a few times today, is the communication side of things with the agents, because if you are looking to buy a property, they're usually the ones that have got to sell it. Um, so you need to be able to communicate well with um, with the sales agents as well. So if we jump jump in, I guess from the beginning, um, if you're looking for property, get ready, be ready. Absolutely. And I think for any buyer that is shopping in the Brisbane market right now, being ready is important. But what does being ready mean? Um, being ready means having your finance in place. Now, it's so important that if you are purchasing a property in Brisbane, you understand the time frame that you're going to need for a final finance approval, which means you must start the conversation early with your bank or with your mortgage broker, unless, of course, you're a cash buyer and, and you don't, you're not relying on borrowed funds. That's a very, very small minority of property buy, buyers. But if you are relying on bank funds um, or a loan to fund your investment property or your home purchase, start the conversation very early with your bank or mortgage broker because you need to understand how much you can afford to pay for a property based on your borrowing capacity. And of course, with all of the changes in interest rates over the last 18 months, we've seen a huge change in people's borrowing capacity. So understanding your budget upfront is so important. Most buyers that we work with will have um, a comfort level that is an amount that they're most comfortable spending and then they'll have an absolute um, line in the sand budget as well. Um, and it's important to understand where those two numbers sit for you. So if you do have a pre-approval from a bank, generally that's the line in the sand and a lot of buyers might not feel comfortable leveraging to the maximum um, that they can leverage to. So that will become their comfort level for buying. 
Um, and it's important that you understand the budget upfront before you even start considering where or what you're going to buy, because what you can afford is always going to be determined by the amount you've got to spend. Yeah. So this this first bit obviously is is building that team. So as Melinda's talked about, your you broker. So if you've got a mortgage broker, bank manager, whoever you work with to get your finance. So it's building that team at the start so that you make sure that everything is ready. Another one is the accountant. Yeah, look, an accountant is an important person to have that conversation with upfront so that you know the entity that you're going to be purchasing the property in, even if it is your home, a conversation with your accountant around is it going to be in one name or both names is an important conversation um, to, to happen so that you don't make changes after you've entered into a contract. If you do find that you have signed a contract and you have recorded an incorrect name on that contract for the purchasing entity or the purchaser's name, it is possible that that contract um, could attract double stamp duty because of the change of the name. Now, a lot of the time there is the capability to rescind that contract um, and then have a new contract entered um, or, or issued in the correct name, but then that's going to cost you more in legal fees or conveyancing fees as well. So regardless, if you make a mistake, it's going to cost you. And our advice always is to make sure that you know how you're going to buy the property upfront. Even if you're registering to bid, you must have this information. The way you register on a registration card here in Queensland, that has to be the name that is recorded on the contract. So you can't make a call if you're the successful bidder and then change the name. That registration um, card up front is the name that needs to go onto the contract. So getting this advice up front before you start considering a, a home or an, or, an, or an investment purchase is so important. Yeah. And the other one is the next one, a part of that team would be the solicitor. Now, some people probably think, oh, look, I'll, when I get the contract, I'll shoot it through to the solicitor. They'll sort all the conveyancing out. Um, quite often, majority of properties are usually sold up here with a standard REIQ contract, but you've got to make sure that there's no special conditions and clauses that are changed throughout that contract. So having a solicitor to review that contract prior to going to, um, to purchase a property is very, very important. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you do receive a contract from a prospective seller or their agent, it's so important that you look for any special conditions that have been inserted for any standard contracts, um, a contract review is still necessary if you don't understand what you're signing. But absolutely, when there's special conditions inserted, um, it's important that you understand what they mean. We have seen a number of uh, contracts just recently where special conditions have been inserted in the contract, whereby they actually um, exist to eliminate or exclude some of the standard clauses in the REIQ contract. Now, if you are a property buyer and you don't understand what that means, it's critical to get a solicitor's review. And I would say just in the last month alone, there's been two contracts that we have had reviewed for our clients where the solicitor has actually advised absolutely not um, to go ahead with a purchase under those conditions. And that's triggered a further conversation with sales agents um, whereby we can then negotiate um, on behalf of our buyers to ensure that the buyer's rights are protected. So if you don't know what you're signing, having a solicitor in your team upfront is so critical so that you can get any contracts reviewed before you sign, because once they're signed, they're legally binding. And if you're only engaging your solicitor after a contract has been entered into, it's too late because your signature is already on that contract. So you cannot change any of the terms that you've agreed to at that point. So as you can tell, the way we're talking, these are some of the things we help with our, well, we help 
help our clients with this type of thing. So making sure they're organized, making sure the team's around them, making sure everything is ready when they when they partner with us. Obviously, part of your team, if you've got a buyer's agent, well, then that's part of your team as well. Um, and obviously, people know what a buyer's agent um, or have a fair idea what we do as well. The other one that we do um, helps a lot when you look at conditions and you're trying to tighten up conditions to make an offer is a building and pest um, inspector. Now, a lot of people, again, don't think about this until they secure the property. They start ringing around. In the current market, most of your building and pest inspectors are very, very busy. And generally, they're booked out for at least that week, if not longer after. Um, companies we work with um, will hold us spots. So I actually ring them in advance and I'll talk to them each week and say, look, can you hold me so many spots for next week? This is, these are the properties we're looking at. They'll hold a spot for me. And then we just update and I know that I can get those um, inspections done really, really fast, tightens up your conditions. Why is this important in a competitive market? Because if you are a buyer that has conditions with your offer, that is you are subject to having um, a finance clause or you are subject to having a building and pest inspection clause, you want to ensure that those terms that you are inserting are as favourable as they can be for the seller as well. Of course, the terms are there to protect you as the buyer, but if they can get done and the turnaround timeframe can be done in seven or 10 days, as opposed to 14 or 21 days, it's going to give you a competitive edge against other potential buyers who are submitting an offer at the same time. So if we're talking about getting ready to buy in a competitive market, it's being ready with very tight terms, competitive terms, so that you are able to compete on anything um, outside of price. Not always will a seller choose the lowest uh, sorry, the highest price um, when multiple offers are submitted. Sometimes it's the terms of that offer that come into play as well. So it's understanding how you can be most competitive outside of price alone. The other one is is being prepared price-wise. So doing your research, understanding where you see value in that property. Most agents these days will not advertise with a the price. They'll turn up and you'll turn up and there's no advertised price. You're not really sure where it's going to sit. So you need to be organized. You do what we do as a comparative market analysis and we understand where we see value as well. I overheard a conversation between a buyer and um, a sales agent on Saturday at an open home. The buyer was very frustrated because they asked the agent, what is the price guide? And the agent was very transparent in saying, we are not providing a price guide for buyers, um, but you're welcome to submit an offer. Now, the buyer became actually quite agile in the response that she made towards the sales agent saying, well, how do I, how am I supposed to understand the value if you're not giving me an indication of price? One thing I will say is here in Queensland, it's actually illegal for a sales agent to provide price guidance um, during an auction campaign. So that's very different to other states where price guides are provided for auction can campaigns. That is not the case here in Queensland, certainly not the case in Brisbane. So of course, as a buyer, you have to do your own due diligence and understand pricing yourself by doing that research. Um, in a private <coughs> treaty sale, a lot of the time agents um, if you ask them, we'll provide you with a list of some comparable sales that they might be able to share with you. Um, they won't give you a range for how they compare to the property that you're looking at. They won't say that this property is better than or not as good as these sales that we're providing in this list, but it's going to give you a snapshot view of some recent sales. Please remember that sometimes that list is not always exhaustive. A seller's agent's role is to get the best price 
for their seller. So you might get a list of um, eight or 10 properties that have sold recently, but they may exclude um, some properties where the price achieved was a little lower. And so it's still important that you're not relying solely on the information provided by a sales agent and you are doing your own research on what to pay. Um, and of course, partnering with a buyer's agent will get you access to all of the most recent comparable sales. And I think for a lot of buyers, when you're relying on information on realestate.com, even a lot of sold prices don't populate through to that platform. Um, so then, you know, having access to professional subscription software that gives you that information can provide a competitive advantage in the current market because understanding value is important and you need to understand value fast because things are moving very quickly. Yeah, definitely. So obviously you've got your team, we, we find a property, for example, and we'll go out and have a look at the inspection. Um, the biggest thing I'd probably say then is, apart from just having a look through the property, don't just walk through the property and then walk out and think, yeah, okay, well, I'll have a look at it later on during the week or maybe next week's inspection. Communicate with the agent. Okay? Yeah. They're there to sell the property. Um, you're there to buy it. So you need to communicate. You need to have an open conversation. When are you going to close offers? What are you going to do? What's your process? Get an understanding of that and make sure that you follow up and you keep communication open with the agent and be actually be nice to them. Being nice to sales agents is is one of the best um, advantages that buyers will have in the current market. You know, we hear so many buyers communicating with sales agents at open homes and sometimes the conversations, they're just not very nice. Um, some buyers are actually, you know, quite hostile towards the sales agent, especially if the sales agent's not giving them the information that they're wanting. And sometimes a sales agent may not be giving that information because it's illegal to do so. Um, sometimes it may be because they're protecting the seller's interests. Remember, there's no seller disclosure requirements here in Queensland. So it's important, again, that the buyer um, does all of their own due diligence upfront. But being a nice buyer, communicating in a nice way to a real estate sales agent, um, and being friendly, um, I think that actually puts you in a better position to get a good result uh, because sales agents, they know the people that are not very nice um, when they're dealing with them and, and they find it really hard to deal with people that are not very nice. So, you know, if you're wanting to actually get a competitive edge, just be nice, be kind, be friendly um, and don't be hostile towards the sales agents because that can actually really get them offside with you. Yeah, I think especially in the current market. Okay, there's so many buyers out there. Um, a th couple of examples, I think weekend before last, went to a property, there was 15 offers on the property. On the weekend, just gone, I think there was five on a property we looked at as well. So there's mul there's properties, so many properties that are getting multiple offers on those properties. So the agent, if you're not nice to them, they don't need you. <laughs> there's a lot of other people that are out there that want to buy that property and they'll just say, well, look, they, weren't, they were a bit rude to me. I'll talk to all these other ones who are actually interested in the property and want to buy the property because that's my job. It's I'm actually here to sell the property. Um, so it's that open, again, that open, honest communication. You don't have to tell them everything. Um, when I say open, honest communication, you don't have to tell them what your budget is. You don't have to tell them all those details. But if you're interested in the property, you need to communicate and you need to keep that open with the agent. And I might even add to that, um, you know, if a sales agent follows you up after an open home and you're genuinely not interested, explain the reasons why. That's very mm -hmm. helpful for the sales agent because they can then relay that information back to their seller. 
uh, one of the properties that um, I inspected on the weekend. Um, it was in the prime location, but the size of the home was just not quite right for our buyers. So in my follow-up, which happens after every open home, either on the Saturday or on that Monday um, following, we would call the agent whether we have further interest or not and update them in terms of, you know, what our feedback is. So we loved the indoor-outdoor integration. The backyard was the perfect size for our buyers. However, the lack of the dining room in this instance was a deal breaker for our buyers. They're willing to compromise on location um, to get something slightly bigger that's going to stay within their budget. So best of luck with the campaign and we appreciate you taking the time to, you know, allow us the, the viewing. Yeah. That actually is being nice, but it's also providing some constructive information that they can take back to their seller because sellers need to be educated about what buyers like and what buyers dislike because then that helps the sales agent to um, to get a result for the seller as well. And we believe in being um, really collaborative in the approach when we're working with sales agents. We're not the enemy. We're certainly not um, there to get the best result for the seller. Our, our objective is always to get the best result for the buyer, but it doesn't mean to say that um, we need to be objectionable or difficult to deal with. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Yeah, I actually had that conversation with a, a very well-known agent here in Brisbane um, just on last Friday, I think it was, um, and they just said that they love working with buyer's agents. Um, and, and that's because that's what we do. We, we communicate with them, we talk to them, we give them feedback. That feedback is, is as you just touched on, they love that feedback okay? because it gives them something to talk to the seller as you talked about. That brings me to the next point, which I think is so important for you as a property buyer in a competitive market. When you are out there looking for a property, be absolutely certain in terms of what you are looking for. So understand what your absolute must-haves are and what your nice-to-haves are. What are going to be deal breakers for you when you're searching for a property? We see time and time again, even in clients that we partner with, sometimes people get a little bit of FOMO, that fear of missing out, and they think, oh, I'm willing to let that go because I just want to get in. It's taking too long to buy the next time that I'm looking for. But when you're buying property, it's an investment that you're making for many, many years. And so if the search takes two or three extra months up front, you don't want to make compromises that are going to impact on um, whether you absolutely love that that property, um, especially if it's a home in the future. So knowing exactly what you're wanting up front and having agreement quite often when we're working with husband and wife teams, um, there's some there's some agreement on a lot of elements and then there's some disagreement on others. And it's so important that we get clarity uh, from those buyers as a couple, as a collective, so that we know upfront what are going to be the deal breakers, what are we prepared to compromise on to stay within the budget, um, and therefore we can have those very clear conversations with agents. So even if you're shopping without a buyer's agent, being absolutely clear on deal breakers um, and what are you prepared to compromise on upfront is going to make that experience so much easier for you when you are looking at properties, because if it's got a deal breaker, don't bother. Don't even bother inspecting because then you can that emotional element of home buying can actually get in the way of that objective or that um, you know that that feedback that you're really trying to to provide as to whether it's the right property for you or not. And that could be a marriage counselling tip you've just given there because if you go and buy something that your partner doesn't like, it could be a long, long argument. So <laughs> make sure you make sure you do consult each other on that one. Okay, the other the other side of that is make an offer okay if you find a property that you really like and it does tick the boxes and you are interested in it 
don't say, oh, look, maybe we'll just wait and see what else comes along. Because when that when that property sold, it's gone. Okay? It's, it's finished. It's not coming back again. It will be sold. And you don't know what's coming around the corner. Okay, that is the unknown. So if you find something you're interested in, you like it, then talk to the agent, look to make an offer and put an offer on the property to, to try and buy it if you're that keen on it. But I might add to that conversation um, and I'll retract that advice for an auction campaign in some instances because if a property is for sale by auction, um, it's not always a good idea to put forward an offer up front. In fact, quite often it's a bad idea um, because then that gives the agent an indication of what you might be prepared to pay on auction day as a worst case scenario. Um, However, what's even more important than putting the offer in upfront is understanding the process that the sales agent will uh, follow. So being very clear um, and asking that that sales agent, when will you be closing offers and what will that process be? That's going to be the critical piece of information for you. There are some sales agents in Brisbane who run a very tight process where they will send an SMS after an open home. They'll explain very clearly to all buyers when offers will be closing and there'll be a cutoff. There'll be a deadline, a date and a time. And then as a buyer, it's up to you to comply with the deadline that is communicated. There's obviously some other sales agents that run a very flexible process. um, And that's probably a nice way to put it, whereby They'll run an open home and they might say at the open home, oh, look, we're looking to close offers uh, by 5 p.m. today. Um, And then you might call them at 4.30 and they say, oh, look, we're just going to stretch it out. We're going to close at 12 tomorrow. So the the goalposts keep moving. If that happens, yes, it can be frustrating as a buyer. But again, it's important. Go back to the uh, previous advice. Be nice. Um, acknowledge that there's been a change and then seek seek an update to understand when is the new time frame and, um, and is it likely to change again. So trying to get an understanding of that process, in my opinion, is so important uh, because that's going to help you to ensure that you do meet the deadline and you don't miss out. Um, and finally, in relation to an auction campaign, um, always assess the demand on the property Um, If there's a lot of buyer interest, and again, it's a conversation with the sales agent. Have you had a lot of buyers through? You can physically see that and observe that yourself when you're at an open home. Are there a lot of buyers interested? Um, How many buyers have taken a contract? Have you already received any pre-auction offers on on this particular home? Um, Because the more pre-auction offers that a sale, that a, a buyer receives prior sorry, a seller receives prior to auction, it's going to give them more market intel on what the market might be prepared to pay. So of course, any agent's going to be asking for pre-auction offers and it doesn't guarantee that that's going to take it off the market. Um, A knockout offer perhaps will, but a good sales agent again will come back to all buyers and advise that an offer has been received at a level that the sellers are willing to accept prior to auction. Um, So if you'd like to submit an offer, then there may be an opportunity to do so. But again, it comes back to that conversation with the agent. If the agent does not know that you are an interested buyer, you may not receive the communication that an offer has been received that's likely to be accepted. And so you might just miss out. So communication again. But I just want to jump back on two little points you touched on then with the auction about not putting an offer in prior. Make sure you communicate with the agent, okay? If offers do come in, will you accept, okay? And if, you, if something does change, can you please communicate because I am interested? So you, even though we're talking about not, again, there's different ways of community. And this is why we always talk about this communication over and over and over. And we're on the phone, we're talking to agents 
all the time. Sometimes it's just nonstop. How do you want me to communicate? Do you want me to text? Do you want me to phone? How would you like me to communicate? When would you like me to communicate? There's nothing worse for an agent on a Saturday, for example, they've got four or five open homes and someone's trying to ring them when they're trying to do their open homes. Okay, agents will tell you, oh, I'll be free after two or three o'clock, whatever it may be. Talk to them. Is it okay if I call you then? Or do you want me to text you then? How do you want to be communicated to and when do you want it? Because they're busy as well and you don't want them frustrated. You want to make sure you work with them, um, especially if you're interested in that property as well. So the follow-up and the next point I had down here was follow-up. Just keep those follow-ups, but learn how to do it, when to do it, why to do it. Um, and again, keep that communication flowing with the agent. Absolutely. It's so critical that an agent knows um, you've communicated with the agent that you have interest in a property, whether that is um, an auction campaign or a private treaty sale. Um, and then once you, they know that you have interest, then it's important that you um, seek clarity on the process. When will offers be closing? Um, will you accept pre-auction offers? Um, will you take the property all the way to auction? Um, those conversations absolutely must take place because you will not know, um, or if the agent doesn't know that you have interest, then the property may sell and you may completely miss out. So auctions, and we did talk about this. If you're interested in a property, you've got your finance ready, you've building investors done, you've reviewed it, you've, you've made the effort to go to the auction, you've registered and, and you've got a paddle in your hand. Um, if you're interested in buying the property, put an offer in. Don't, have to be. don't just sit quietly and sit in the corner and go, oh, I'll just wait for everyone else. I'm scared. I don't want to put my hand up. Um, you're not going to buy it if you don't put your paddle up. Mm. You know, So don't do a low ball. Do it in an area where you think you can. You, it might sell. So again, this is back to that research we talked about. This is where we see value in the property. Start a bit lower in that area maybe, but don't, don't do really, really low balls because People will probably look and go, oh, wow, what are they trying to buy? Uh, just the cubby house or is it the whole house? But, you know, you need, if you want to buy it, it, people are there to buy it. So just put your hand up, put your paddle up and, and actually put an offer in. And I think this comes down to having the confidence to bid at auction because we see every single weekend um, some very confident bidders and some very um, timid uh, bidders who are very unsure about the process and they're asking you know, the sales agent, well, what do I do next? Do I have to give the bid amount that the auctioneer is asking for? Well, the answer to that is absolutely not. You can bid in whatever increment you choose to bid in. Uh, whether the auctioneer accepts your bid um, is completely up to them. And generally that's going to provide you with some intel as to how close you might be um, towards reaching a reserve price as well. So again, um, if you are unsure about bidding at auction for a very low fee, you can actually engage um, a buyer's agent to bid on your behalf, which is a single service offering. Uh, we certainly provide that here at Streamline Property Buyers and have represented multiple buyers at auction uh, where we just go and bid for them because they're nervous, they're unsure, they don't understand value. Um, so we can actually provide that intel when you do find um, the property yourself. So um, don't forget that professional bidding is something that can add enormous value if you are unsure. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's about getting the right result and um, and securing a property, but not overpaying. And they're all of the reasons why partnering with professionals can really put you um, or put your best foot forward. Yeah. And I guess one other little thing on that one little tip for auctions. And as Melinda said, this is what we do for our clients. We, we, we bid at auctions for them. Um, just one little tip there. They don't have to tell you it's on the market. <laughs> if, if they're going to sell it, they'll sell it. 
Um, so don't just sit and wait and wait for the auctioneer to say, oh, it's on the market, um, because it, they don't actually have to tell you that. They can sell the property, um, and if you're sitting there waiting and they do knock it down three times and sell it, um, then unfortunately you'll be very disappointed. And again, that, that uh, car ride home with your partner could be a little bit, un- little bit uncomfortable. I think that also it's important to say that in the current market, yeah, there's definitely a lot of buyers, um, but because we've still got low stock, um, the buyers are competing for uh, fewer properties that are becoming available. And that's why we're seeing this increased level of buyer competition. So anything that you can do to improve your position, um, put you in a more competitive space is going to be helpful for you. So that's getting prepped as we've talked about upfront but it's also establishing those relationships with sales agents so that they give you some market intel um, and they share information with you before they sell a property because there's nothing worse than you being busy and you off to work and and you're unable to communicate with a sales agent. They're not going to wait. They are not going to wait because you have something else on or you've got a family barbecue on a Saturday afternoon and they're closing offers. Unfortunately, they set the rules in the real estate game. um, And as a buyer, you need to actually um, comply with the process that they're putting in place for their sales campaign. Um, And there's nothing that's going to sort of delay them in selling that home if they've got that buyer interest from others. So being ready and being prepared and um, you know, looking to drop everything and follow that process is absolutely critical. Yeah. So that's, that's hopefully there's some good, good tips there. Um, look, I think it's a bit of the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we've tried to give some tips there that what we do, there's a lot of other things under the water that we actually do as well. Um, when we start looking at research of overlays and all those types of things that we, we really are very, very thorough when we look at property for our clients. Um, it, it sounds probably a lot. And if you're busy you know, with your kids on weekends and you don't want to do that yourself, you're more than welcome to reach out and have a chat to us at Streamline Property Buyers. It's free to talk um, and also uh, free to talk to us on weekends when you see us out and about. We love chatting to people. Um, if you want some resources, tap us on the shoulder. We've got some cards that you can look up some free resources um, to understand a little bit more tips and hints with buying property here in Brisbane. Um, we're always here to help people as well. So I will let Melinda wrap it up. It's been great chatting again. Hopefully that's been helpful and um, we'll talk again soon. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. As always, we hope you have enjoyed this episode and um, we look forward to bringing you more insightful um, information about buying in Brisbane and what's happening in the Brisbane property market in future episodes. If you've enjoyed this episode, um, please don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on um, and hit that subscribe button, whether that's on your podcast player or on YouTube so that you don't miss any future episodes. I'm Melinda Jennison. Thanks for joining us once again and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.